Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. We are back for another episode of Chew On This. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Well, hello, Teresa Duncan. Always good to talk to you, my friend. I'm doing well here in Colorado. How about you? I am doing well. I'm actually pretty amused because I was editing our podcast that we did for my show. Nobody told me that. And you and I had done the dramatic reading of Dr. Lookhart's case. And you had your Mrs. Doubtfire voice, which I just <laughs> had forgotten how funny that is. You know, you got you to gotta get into character. If you're going to do a dramatic reading, you have to. I cannot wait to hear the uh, edited uh, version of this uh, lovely uh, diatribe. Yes. So for our longtime listeners, if you have been uh, paying attention, we did a whole article, our whole podcast on Dr. Lookhart and the hoverboard dentist and all this fraud. And the text messages were so juicy that we needed to do a reading. So thank goodness they interrupted those into the court documents. Beautiful thing. (laughs) They should hire us to put it in the court documents. Maybe that's a second job. We should animate these court readings so so that people can just get the gist of it. Like the jurors don't have to read it. That's true. They could really see it unfold right in front of them. Yeah. Let's do some live acting of some of this stuff. I you mean, know what? I, I think we just found another career. It's amazing. I would have loved to have done that for the OJ case. Like, oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> can we transcribe the phone calls? Like, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. So we need to stop. All right. <laughs> We are here with, of course, our news station news stories of the day, and I have two. One is salacious, and one is very boring. You know I love the salacious articles. You know <laughs> I do. It's always fun to read things that happen in other parts of the world that you never see in your office. And so let me just get started with it. So there is a TikTok user, and her name is... And it was right up here. Her name is Gypsy Tracks. Tracks with an X, of course. And uh, she has quite a lot of followers, 23.3 thousand, which honestly, from what my son says, is not really that much because I guess, you know, there's a lot more people on there. I'm telling you. She has found a way to replace her missing teeth because she has missing teeth and she needs to find a way to look presentable. And she did a whole TikTok series on, you know, the fact that she grew up poor, she had no running water. And in that economic stratosphere, you know, dental health is not necessarily prioritized. (laughs) She, she found a way to rig her dental care. And you and I know that TikTok is one of those places where they have a lot of dental care, but it's not necessarily... It is fertile ground for ideas that uh, I don't think you and I came up with whenever it came to dentistry. Got to be honest. I mean, really, these people sit around thinking of ways to do this. I mean, maybe the dental industry should take notice of how creative some of these people are. On our last couple podcasts, what did we do? We talked about the um, filing of the teeth. Yes, always a, always a classic. Uh, there is the flossing with the hair. That's right. Which is just... There's nightmares built into that whole scenario, to be perfectly honest. When you think about flossing, you think, oh, you know, though these these commercials where they floss and nothing comes out and the teeth are sparkling. But in reality, when you floss, it's just disgusting. And then you put your disgusting hair to get out disgusting things. And what could possibly go wrong? Let's be I, honest. Yeah. And then there's whitening. Yeah. I love the do-it-yourself whitening. Just, a, just a, a splish of this and a splash of that. And oh, look, white teeth. <laughs> Oh, but you lost your enamel, but they are solidly white. It's beautiful. Yes. Well done. 
You might as well take a crayon and just, you know, <laughs> mark on there for crying out loud. Is liquid white still a thing? You know, back when we had typewriters and, you know. Oh, yeah. You know what? I bet there's somebody out there that's doing that. I think there is liquid liquid white. We'll have to do a search for that later because, yeah, I don't know if that went out with typewriters, but that used to be like the bomb stuff right there. I'm well, there's you. still a lot of industries that have to use a typewriter. But, yeah, so for you people who. You youngin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we used to type stuff up, and then when we made a mistake, we couldn't backspace. So we had this this white stuff that you could put on there, and then you had to wait for it to dry. Then you could go back and type over it. And there was tape. When, when the liquid tape came out, remember there was tape? That was big. Yeah, everybody needed to have the tape. Absolutely, oh yeah. So li- liquid white. You know what? I'm going to search on TikTok that if anybody has done any of that whitening. Yeah, if, if not, maybe we'll become TikTok sensations and suggest it. You know what? They make money. I think I've got five followers right now, so maybe I'll just... Wait, do- you're on TikTok? Oh, you know, I was one of those TikTok quarantiners, you know, doing the whole, bam, 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 you know, that, that song and doing the dance moves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was something. Okay. I'm not going to link your profile unless you want I, I, to. No, I don't want that. Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> no, I need to see that. My, my son would be completely... Oh my gosh, he'd be mortified if I went on TikTok. I'm pretty sure Julia followed us and then unfollowed us pretty quickly as well. <laughs> yeah. So she was like, I didn't need to see that. No. <laughs> so. There was one time I was I was looking at something on Instagram with my son and I said, You follow me, right? And he said, No. And I said, All right, well, and I held something over his head until he followed me. It was really funny. <laughs> it was I forget what it was, his allowance or something. I don't and I was like, if you follow me, you'll get it. And see? I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. So that's a version of paying for likes, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you know. Hey? All right. So here's what uh, Gypsy Tracks has done. She she took what's called Instamorph beads, which are plastic. I mean, it's plastic. It's moldable plastic. You heat it up, put it in with water, and you can pretty much form what you want out of it. And it's reusable. This I did not know. Oh. It's actually, that's kind of cool because you can just put water back on it and remold it. And so it's reusable. That is pretty cool. But if it's in your mouth, it's going to pick up little stuff. And that's disgusting. Yeah. So what she does in the videos show it, she heats it, puts it in her mouth in the spaces and then just molds it. And then she even uses uh, what she would call denture cement, which I don't know Hmm. exactly what she's talking about there, but denture cement to actually cement it in. She has a little chip on her front tooth that she took the form and, put it up there and she made it really thin and she now you can't see the chip on her front tooth. And she advised dipping the form in tea because her teeth are not that white and the stuff is really white. So she's even look, you know what that is? That's custom shading. She's shade matching. That's impressive. (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, Good for you. There's there's some dentists we know that don't even do that. So good for her. I'm telling you. But there's another doctor who came out and she's another doctor. A doctor. Is this gypsy tracks? She came out and she said, basically, like, this is not good. Dr. Vanessa Creven said, you know, it's very important. You don't engage with at-home treatments, which amen to that. She basically was saying that if it's, even though it's cheaper than dentures, it can lead to, and I'm quoting here, expensive and permanent damage down the line, like gum recession, tooth loss, and infection. And the reason being, Kevin, I'm not sure if you know this, but any kind of foreign body going into your body can cause a response. I mean, it could or it couldn't. That makes sense. Instamorph has a material safety data sheet. So I looked that up because I'm curious as to what is going on in there. And it basically, it's a polymer. Of course, it's plastic. 
This is used in arts and crafts footwear, plastic film for packaging, pharmaceuticals, and the automotive industry. I mean, it is, it's, it's heavy duty stuff, I guess. I didn't hear you say healthcare anywhere in there. Did I miss that? <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I, I did not. I did not say it. I, I'm just going through here. It's been a long time since I've looked through a material safety data sheet, yeah. I got to tell you, because I know we used to keep them on file and then thankfully somebody else took over for that. It says, though, for first aid measures after inhalation, get fresh air for personal comfort. And you should rinse after skinning it in your eye. So don't get it in your eye. Of course, okay. I think that's everything. They give you what you can put out a fire with <laughs> if it catches on fire. That's interesting. Yeah, I hope that there's nothing going on in, in the mouth that would catch it on fire. And it does say for handling, you know, there is a recommendation for personal protective equipment. Keep it away from heat and direct sunlight. Well, your mouth is a hot mess. I mean, it's it's hot. <laughs> Not your mouth, Kevin, but a mouth. <laughs> But I'm thinking, do you drink your Starbucks or something? Yeah, uh, that's an oh, issue, right? That's true. That's you true. Know? I bet that's why she is cementing it, because I bet that happened at some point. Your tooth starts running out. You know, that's a problem usually. <laughs> Hold on a second. My tooth is dripping. Let me get back to it. <laughs> I bet she swallowed an Instamorph. I bet she has. So there's, you know, the full material safety data sheet is, is here. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it definitely has something about wear a respiratory device in case of insufficient ventilation. So I'm not trying to put anything like that into my mouth or my body. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting to this, but it just doesn't sound good to me. Plastic in the mouth is not good for me. I think that that's a statement that there aren't a lot of folks that would disagree with. And maybe, maybe Miss Trax would. Usually plastic going anywhere and the chance of it getting into my bloodstream. Yeah, I'm good. I, I, I'm going to avoid that. Well, let me tell you, her videos are are popular. She's got some, the follow-up videos, you know, 17 and a half thousand, 43,000, but her big ones where she actually goes into the why and does the demonstration, 108,000 views, 669,000 views. Those are impressive numbers. The problem with somebody showing how to do something on TikTok is that somebody's going to try it. <laughs> of course. So if you have anybody coming into your office, hygienist, you have them open the mouth, you start cleaning and you're like, what is this? It could be an Instamorph. It could be. One thing that um, we've, I think we fought ever since the pandemic started are these dental myths that are on TikTok. You know, you and I have talked about the filing, the whitening, the flossing, all these things. And, and I think dental professionals do need to know that, especially their um, shall we say, TikTok-worthy uh, age patients are, yeah. are watching or at least interested in, in thinking about. Somebody needs to do a TikTok battle with this girl. Like a dentist who's up for it needs to like show videos of her and then do that whole laugh, like that pretend laugh. Really just kind of say, look, this is not cool and show people like throwing up and stuff like that. I mean, there has to be some sort of battle. I, oh, absolutely. I think there's a throwdown coming. Uh, a throwdown in Flavortown, as Guy Fieri might say, you know, but uh, I think that absolutely should be happening if it's not. It's got to be somebody, though, that's not me, because I will tell you something. Gypsy Track scares me. Yeah, there, there's a lot of folks that, on social media that I don't ever want to run into in real life. Let's be perfectly mm -hmm. honest. Nope, nope, nope. Well, you will always, <laughs> we will always bring you the latest and greatest stuff that you need to know if somebody comes into your office with something that you're just not understandings. It's not cool, man. Please let us know if you see anything like this, because honestly, take pictures. This is the kind of stuff I love to show in my classes because 
Oof, sometimes. <laughs> My goodness. It's good comedy break, if nothing else, I'm telling you. Well, you know, for $15, Kevin, you can change your smile. That's that's appealing, I have to tell you. Sign me up. If I didn't know anything about teeth, I would be like, wow, look at these dentists want to charge me you know, $3,000 for an implant. I can just spend $15 and woof. Okay. And in a pandemic era, yeah, it yeah. would not surprise me that more and more people aren't interested in how they can save money. No question. Uh, let's move away from the craziness that is TikTok. Maybe we should do a Mythbusters thing type thing on dentistry on TikTok. That'd be kind of fun. Absolutely. I'm down with that. Are we motivated enough to do that? At some point we will be. <laughs> I, I, it's not today, but at some point, yes, absolutely. I, I think that, uh, you know, if anybody does that, please let us know. We'd be happy to uh, promote you and, and push that out of there. We need to, you know what? Dr. My husband needs to do some kind of story on the biggest TikTok accounts that are dental related, because I'm sure there's a ton out there. Well, as long as they're not salacious, we might look into that. Uh, you know, that's that's the key thing right there. So I will only read salacious. That's just. Well, most you know. most people will. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, there's a reason why the Inquirer, everybody's picking up the Inquirer when they go to check out. They're not, nobody's checking out popular science next to the cash out. And as you and I have talked so frequently, there is a reason why Monday Night Raw is the longest episodic series in television history. It's a soap opera. If people love the drama. That's they right. Do. Just For those of you who are new to Kevin and Teresa, we are combat sports fans. Kevin is the, the WWE fanatic and I am the MMA fanatic. And together, we just like to see people beat the <laughs> pants out of each other. So we do. Come on. This is what dentistry has turned us into. <laughs> All right. What is your story? Uh, what is your news tip? So, Teresa, I have a question for you. Do, are, there, are there noises that annoy you? Are there things whenever you hear them, they just get under your skin so quickly? And if they are, I'd love to know what that might be. I can think of two right off the bat. My okay. mom eating. Oh, yeah, so she she has for years chewed with an open mouth, which drives me crazy. Wow. And she doesn't, like, we always, you know, for years, please close your mouth when you eat. And she's just like, you know, <laughs> F off. <laughs> so anytime I hear somebody eating with their mouth open, that does drive me crazy. Of course, there's the nails on the chalkboard. I think most people, that, right? Yep, yep. I would say non, non-familial farts is another sound <laughs> that I don't want to hear. That was, <laughs> that was such a fine description, too. That's Listen, I, you know, you, you grow up kind of attuned to your family's farts, and you just know, <laughs> you know, it's going to either be ridiculous or not. You know whether or not to run, <laughs> you know. Non-familial farts. That's tremendous. <laughs> An unidentified fart. <laughs> so, so I will say... I, I just returned from an airplane trip, and we did have one of those escape. And it was and it was not a, not one of the silent but deadly ones. It was a loud and deadly one. And, oh, and, no. I, and I think there were people in about three rows. That kind of, we were all like, was that you? You know, just that whole looking at each other thing. Oh, yeah. And you know one of them's guilty. One of them's guilty. Absolutely. Thankfully, we have the mask. But even so, if I heard oh. that a, a foreign fart, <laughs> I would have to grab another mask. That's so good. <laughs> I would say those are my top three. Please don't let me hear that or else there's going to be a reaction. What about you? Well, Teresa Duncan, I'm going to tell you, you know, it's funny because loud uh, chewing, chewing with your mouth open has always been one of those pet peeves, whether it's gum or dinner or whatever it is. Yeah, that's always been something that annoys me. And then there are certain like 
when your your fire alarm starts going off. Mm. Just the random like high pitched beep that happens along with that. Yeah. And here's the good news. You and I are not alone in our hatred of loud noises. Mm. So uh, there was a study uh, and it was just 200 people. So not a huge study, but I, I think it could be expanded and probably have the same results by a website called soundproofpros.com. And they asked people the what the 10 most annoying noises were in their mind. And believe it or not, number one was loud eating. Uh, that was the, what came in number one in the survey. Because it's disgusting. You have all that, the motion and the saliva. And I, and then there's the visual, the visual too. That's, yeah. So it's all, it's just a bad scene. Well, and the interesting thing is that, you know, how it annoys us, but there's also a physical reaction to it. So uh, scientists have said that when we hear a noise that annoys us, maybe a dog barking, I don't know, <laughs> just a shot in the dark. <laughs> Whenever there's a noise that annoys us, our heart rate increases by 68% temporarily. That's huge. I, it is. And, and I thought that's really interesting. So this uh, study, which which we did publish on drbycuspid.com, if you want to see it, I can tell you the top five. And you tell me where these rank with you, Teresa. Let's go. Loud eating was number one. So obviously there's a dental tie there. At least I thought so. Number two, cutlery scraping on plates. Oh, yes. Oh, see, see, that's I, disgusting. I, it is. It, it makes you just kind of, yeah, ooh, you know, it gives you that. The cracking of knuckles. Oh, not for me. I crack my knuckles all the time. How about clearing the throat? Yes, especially if it's a productive one. Okay. And then the last one, number five, was dogs barking. No, it's not. Are you serious? It, it really was. I'm not kidding. I thought you were throwing that no, in there. No, because no. Of my constant dog appearance. I would never say anything bad about the, the mascots of the show. How dare, how dare you, ma'am? How dare you? You know, the other dog related or actually cat too related sound that makes me cringe and go running is that sound where they're about to vomit. You oh, know, that God, the hairball. <laughs> 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 that sound. Yes. Yeah, I hear that. In the, I wake up. I wake up with that noise. So those are five of the top 10 and they actually... There are scientists who have studied what your heart rate does whenever you hear each of these. And the loud eating, it goes up to 135 beats per minute. Mm. And all the way down to the cutlery is 130 beats per minute. The knuckles are 120. Clearing the throat's 109. And the dog's barking is 102. Well, I didn't realize my knuckles were so bothersome to people. So now I'm going to not do that. It's to some people, they are, I guess. I, I didn't realize that. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. So I will now crack my knuckles in public. I crack them all the time. And I think if you're used to it, that's the interesting part. I think, too, part about chewing with your mouth open, I think there's an element of, come on, man, like almost like disgust, like, yeah. you know, weren't you, were you raised by wolves? Like, what's going on? Oh, I completely agree with you. So there's a whole top 10 list, and I'm going to save people, if they want to go to soundproofpros.com or Dr. By Cuspid, they can see the top 10 list. Teresa, here's one to think about. Included in the top 10 list of annoying sounds are people who kiss too loudly. Oh, for sure. See? For sure. You don't need to hear that. I mean, if I can hear your kiss, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Seriously. You know, that's, that's disgusting. And there's... <laughs> I'm laughing because there's always these comedy skits where people go in for kisses and then their mouths, you can see their mouths get like, really, you know, it's a parody. Cause they're like, <laughs> trying to swallow each other. 
that is really just nasty stuff. Yeah, it is. Wow. It is. Anything else on there? Now I'm really curious. Well, you are. I'll, I'll give you one more. All right. People open burping. Open burping. Uh huh. You know, I like trying to keep it inside, but they actually project the burp. Oh, see, that's weird. I don't know if that bothers me that much. Well, so you've talked about the non-familial farts, and I'm wondering uh, if the non-familial burps fall into that same category, you know, if you're sitting in a restaurant. That's true. That's true. But you know what? I feel bad for people who hold the burps in, and then you see them do that little explosion. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I always feel bad for them because I'm like, oh, man, if they could just let that rip, it would have been felt much better. But And you see them, the shoulders get involved, and they're just like... You know? <laughs> So it's all body thing. Yeah, I feel bad for those people. There you go. Once again, we have managed to. My dog is attacking me. (laughs) Once again, we have managed to go potty. We we did that last episode too. We talked about uh, some potty stuff. That's true. Should do chew on this, but with your mouth closed. That's what we. And that was the irony that I thought people chewing too loudly. And we're going to talk about this on chew on this. I'm like, what the perfect storm could it be? So there you go. See, when you said that, I thought we were going to talk about like the weird sounds that come out of a dental office, like the drill or, you know, running the ultrasonic. I had one girl, she she was a dental assistant. I don't know how this worked out for her in the end, but she didn't stay with us for a long time because she moved, but she actually had sensitivity to the sound of the uh, ultrasonic, Mm. that high pitch whirring. And then it's like, how does that not bother you, but the, or bother you, but the drill doesn't bother you. Like it just was really weird. I just don't think she wanted to do instruments, but that's another story. And I, I think there are different sounds that bother us in different ways too. And that's, that's the, the funny thing about how you and I both hate the chewing out loud, but yet that was number one on there. So maybe we're, we're part of the masses, but I'm really surprised the drill isn't on there. Cause the drill is, is fear inducing for people. No, we, uh, I tied it in the dentistry side with the clearing of the throat and the chewing. I'm like, you know, those are the, the whole oral, oral pharyngeal cavity. So, Hey, why not? Let's do it. The other sound I can't stand is, Oh, I, I left my wallet in the car that I can't stand that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I won't do that anymore next time we're together. Jeez, okay. Not for you paying for like whatever, but I'm saying pay your bill. Why? What do you mean you left your wallet in the car? You knew where you were going. Does it say free dental clinic on the front? It doesn't. So why did you do that? Are you going to bill me today? What? No, I'm going to bill you right now. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I have all sorts of stuff that I can say now that I'm not doing it. Say, drop the hammer. That's what I like. Yeah. All right. Let's go. <laughs> now my stuff is boring now no, yeah, it's, compared it's, to what you had. As we've discussed, I'm the, I'm the cream center there in the Oreo cookie. You know? <laughs> That's what, it's what I do. Hey, you know, I just I do my job and and support you and your efforts. All right, <laughs> I noticed that Vine sent out a state of the dental industry report. And this was kind of fun. I always like when people do state of the industry or just basically like focus group stuff. I I have a focus group for my newsletter and I like to send that out every now and then just see how people are doing. So they surveyed about 400 dental practices, which isn't a huge amount, but it's, it's a nice sample. Like you said, you could, and the results I definitely don't think are anomalies. I think it's just very indicative of what we think. Of course, the biggest uh, challenge in 2020 Related to COVID was the financial hit, patient volume at 32%, financials were 42%. Nearly half of people had to shift their investment priorities in 2020. So I don't think that's anything. Are you, You're not surprised by that, are you? I'm not, honestly. I, I think you and I personally and professionally have seen a lot of our friends and colleagues, yeah, big time affected by this. And this is pretty much, I mean, if you swap out patient volume to speaking volume or client volume, this is pretty similar to you and I. 
Good point. Yep. So uh, it was discovered that about 72% of practices did not offer teledentistry in 2020, which, you know, there was, lots, there was a lot of teledentistry being offered. So even as much as you and I saw, it still was not the majority. So three quarters of the, roughly three quarters of the practices surveyed just didn't offer it. And 25% of those, close to 25%, are considering teledentistry in 2021, but 62% of those surveyed said they would not offer the service in 2021. And, and there is no why in there. It's just they're not planning on offering it. So teledentistry still is not a, I guess, a, a bread and butter part of the, the dental office. And, and maybe there's a long way to go. But I can tell you, on the medical side, I do an awful lot of reading on medical journals and teledentistry, telehealth has been embraced. I mean, it is unbelievable how much it's being embraced. And you too. I mean, you, your side of it, I know with your healthcare plan, yeah. you have telehealth that's encouraged. I just, I do telehealth as much as I can. I have a physical scheduled uh, sometime soon. And he was like, oh yeah, I guess we need to do that in person. I was like, yeah, I guess we do. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that online, buddy. I hate to tell you. No. <laughs> but it is interesting that even the plan that I have, Mental health visits, televisits are covered at 100%. There's no charge for that at all. That's cool. That's very interesting to me because I think of anything, I think this year has proven that the human spirit is strong, but still needs support. So I think that was nice of my plan to do that. I, I think so. You know, I, I read something the other day about how that we, we are really all in the same boat. We've all experienced so much and very similar. So we've become a support system for each other. And I guess if there's one thing to come out of the pandemic, that's been at least that we know that we're not the only ones going through something. You know, all of our friends are. I've got some other things here. Uh, what about patients coming back and getting dental services? 30% surveyed said their patients are actively seeking, which is good. And about 8% said their patients are not going to resume treatment or service until a vaccine is available. Well, good news. It's, it's available now. So hopefully those numbers would be different. I think that, you know, all the numbers that you and I have both seen from the ADA's Health Policy Institute about how we've kind of plateaued at patient care. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things that are worrying not only the dentists that are out there, but also the dental industry. You know, I mm -hmm. think there's so many right now that are are holding back on any kind of product launches. They're holding back on any kind of marketing because they don't know what this first quarter, first half of the year is going to look like with the vaccine rollout and patient confidence and everything else. So I think that as much as we focus on the numbers for just the, the dentist side of things and the dental practice, I think it's that ripple effect throughout our whole industry as far as manufacturers, dealers, everything. I was talking to a meeting planner and they indicated that one of the biggest issues that they're running into is that no one is going to sell them insurance, meeting insurance, meaning mm -hmm. if something gets, you know, wiped out or that doesn't go off, you know, that was pretty much just a, an easy sell on a plan because it usually happened, right? That's so true. honestly, that was just gravy for the insurance carriers. So now that plan is not even offered anymore. So mm -hmm. if something cancels, you know, for these big meetings, the the cost of everything is back to them. And that's a deterrent. Big time. That was something that, you know, financially, even the meeting planners are having to pivot. Good point. Then they talked about, you know, what are you doing differently for 2021? And 8% said they were considering selling and 4% considered a DSO affiliation. 3% make merge with another practice. Just under 1% said they're considering a local health hospital or health system affiliation. I am making a bold prediction that I think within two years, we're going to see that number go up just for ease of administration and marketing yeah. and all of that. The majority of practices 
84% are considering other changes in quotes, other in quotes. When asked to specify, responses include dropping in network status, expanding services portfolio, and offering in-house patient payment plans, which is pretty much if you're going to drop plans, that's the two other things that you need to do is expand your service portfolio and try to offer an incentive, financial incentive for patients to seek treatment with you and not not with a carrier specific provider. This is interesting, Kevin. I want to get your take on this. It doesn't really jive with what I'm seeing. So maybe I'm just not seeing this right. 46% are not planning on hiring additional staff in 2021. Mm -hmm. They're also not planning to adjust schedules. And 87% said that based on current conditions, they're not going to turn part-time staff into full-time staff or vice versa. And the responses were split on recruitment. This is the part here. 48% said they felt it would be challenging and 51% said they did not think it is challenging. So that's the recruitment piece. I guess that's accurate. I mean, half of the people find it challenging and half don't, but I, I think I hear more people being challenged with recruitment. I don't know. It just seems like more than half. I don't know. What do you think? I think those people who of the half who are saying it's not challenging are, are not either looking for somebody or they're not involved in the hiring process. Cause I, I can tell you I'm in the process of writing an article right now where I've talked to numerous dental practices. And I'll give you an example. There's a practice down in Phoenix that I interviewed for this article. And they have been looking for a dental assistant for three months now. Wow. Two weeks. He gave me just a a two-week window into what that's looked like. They had seven appointments set up to potentially hire a new uh, dental assistant. Five of those didn't show didn't call to warn they weren't going to show, didn't say oops afterwards. Um, And the ghosting aspect that I'm hearing is phenomenal, Uh, not only for assisting positions, but hygiene, front office. I think that not only are we seeing it being a very, very challenging thing across the country, not just in certain sections, but across the country, I don't see it changing anytime soon. I don't think that people are you know, when we had to do PPE, when COVID was at its height, I think a lot of people decided to leave our industry. A lot of people decided to leave practices. And that wasn't something you could go to somewhere and say, hey, I've got a job opportunity for you. Knowing that you've got to look like, you know, Professor Neutron walking into the practice area. So, <laughs> so Oh, my goodness. The good news is you don't have to wear a bra to your hair. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and you got to do it under all this PPE. So, I think that to me, one of the biggest challenges our industry will face in 2021 is our workforce. And I think it's changing completely. And there's also studies too about how there's dentists. Uh, we're we're going to be at a deficit with dentists and I, I have it in an open tab, but of course I can't find it when I'm looking for it. So we're actually going to be down a couple thousand dentists and there's a place, upstate New York, I do remember this, upstate New York school is looking to provide, oh, here it is has started a new program. Eastman Institute for Oral Health at University of Rochester started mm-hmm. a new program to address the growing shortage of dentists. Actually, this just came out. Yeah. So the U.S. may be facing more than a shortage of more than 4,000 general dentists in 2030, according to the National Health Resources and Services Administration. I'll link this too. Yeah. But yeah, 4,000 dentists is... And here's the thing. They're looking to expand the program with 300 applicants for just 15 slots. That's not going to make a dent. No. And one of the biggest things that I hear from young dentists all the time is obviously the growing amount of debt that you have coming out of school. That's not going to get any smaller anytime soon. And you also have, you know, dentistry, I think, got a bubble burst this past year with the pandemic because it was always seen as 
recession proof, you know, a, a lot of these myths that there were about our industry. And all of a sudden, people realized that in a lot of people's eyes, it's not viewed as essential. So when the shutdown happened, it was like, so my profession could be taken away from me at any time. Yep. So a lot of the young dentists I've talked to, it's really kind of shattered this whole dentistry is such a great business opportunity model that they came into it with. This is so wild that you bring that up too, because I have yet another survey that's up in my tabs. That's so funny. And and it's really sad. I have so many surveys up that I look at. This is terrible, actually. Now I feel like a real nerd. You're, you're a survey junkie. I hate to tell you. I really am. I, I I love data and all this kind of stuff. I don't like working with the data. Norman loves that stuff. I just like reading the summary. <laughs> there was something here that said, you know, it basically, which insurance did you eliminate and would you eliminate? And the number one that they would not eliminate, the last choice was health insurance. The 26% said they would not eliminate any of their insurance policies, no matter what. But then the next big number is dental insurance would be their first choice for eliminating insurance. And that doesn't make me feel good either. So <laughs> we, we still have a long ways to go. You know, I, I've heard so many people bang the drum about, oh, people understood during COVID how important your oral health was because the dentist was closed and, you know, their periodontal health got worse. And I'm like, I think that's really a small fraction of people still. I think there is so much education that needs to be done about the oral systemic link and the value of dentistry. And and I think we're still a long, long ways from the general public understanding it. And we also have to battle people like Crystal Tracks who are out there trying to educate. Here's something. And actually, let me give you just one last metric. And then I, I want to see about talking about something very controversial here, which is a shock, I know. Wow, really? <laughs> Okay, so the last metric, which I thought was very cool, is that practices said their preferred method of communication with patients in 2021 will be text messages, 53%. Email came in at 24 and phone went down to 19% of the practices. I love seeing that because yeah. honestly, the phone is the biggest time suck. Big time. There's so many ways to impress a patient using text and email nowadays, and it's all automated and templates and It's just a matter of being efficient and you can certainly wow them off their feet when they come in or if you need to call them. But, you know, we as older office managers, we need to let go of that feeling that if I just get them on the phone, I'm going to blow them away and they're going to come in because they love me. We need to let that go. And I think about how my communication, you know, if you and I need to talk about something, we don't ever talk. We text or we I am, you know, I mean, seriously. I think we talk to each other more here on podcasts. Everything else is text or through words with friends. Well, of course that. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Our messages. Yes. Okay. Uh, Kevin and I have been in epic battle for what, a year and a half, maybe? A we have. We okay. have. It, it, it is a back and forth duel. There's no question. <laughs> All right. Now, let me let me just get real real here. If there's any marketing people or dentists who are willing to be a little bit different, I I have always thought we needed to be a little bit less kid gloves with our marketing. And maybe TikTok is the way to go because here you have, you know, dentists who are laughing and joking and putting soundtracks and all that kind of stuff. And it looks like the messaging can be a little bit less formal, right? We have ties to low birth weight. We have ties to, you know, heart conditions. We have ties to erectile dysfunction. Imagine if you put up a video that if you had really crappy gums, you would have erectile dysfunction. As a man, Kevin, would that be like, oh, wait a second? Uh, well, yeah. You know, I, I think that I think that, you know, depending at your your age and depending on your gender, there's a lot of things that can be said that would get a certain demographic's attention. Oh, absolutely. That would get attention. 
Women in their 20s and 30s, you tell them about low birth weight and fertility, you know, does that make you stick, sit, sit up and go, wait a second. I mean, this is the stuff that we, we say it gently in our presentations, yeah. but we really need to hit them over the head with it. So I remember some of the best conversations I had with people who I knew would be open to this was when we talked about perio disease and I would say to them, you know, this is transmissible, right? If you're single, you know, if you're going out there, you got to check on what's going on in their mouth because you kiss them that that's transmissible, all that bacteria. And you could see the look of horror on their face. But I can tell you, they thought about it. That was, I got my message across. So what about a kissing campaign where like you have people walking up to each other in the bar or wherever they do this now? I don't know, COVID (laughs) COVID stuff. Oh, I dropped. (laughs) I got to bleep that out. And you have them walking up and then you have like healthy mouth, like you kind of have like an angel over one person. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, you've got just like bacteria floating around their mouth, right? So then they get together and then you have them separate after a kiss and both of them have the swirly bacteria all over them. You know what? I would be like, what's that about? I get that, to be perfectly honest. And I think that you're right. We've got to do more things as an industry. We've, We've always been very conservative. Mm -hmm. And we've joked about being salacious on here a few times. And we've joked about things that are, you know, we're train wrecks on TikTok and everything else. But you know what? They get attention. And you know what? And people remember them. And and I think that we as an industry have to realize that, yeah, hitting people over the head with a frying pan sometimes is the only way that they're going to understand the message that you're trying to get to. Yeah, because if you talk around it, they're going to be like, oh, here's that survey stuff that they're talking about. So I am going to look into, this is my goal now, I'm going to look into the tie between butt implants and perio disease. And then I'm going to get in touch with the Kardashian family and we are going to blow this up. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, 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 I'm available for marketing consultation. That is a social media, just megathon right there. Get great happen. That's tremendous. <laughs> and if I were brave, I would really do that. Well, in your spare time, Teresa, I can't wait to see your butt implant data that you, you come up with in one of your open tabs. You know, whoever <laughs> is monitoring, you know, the big eye in the sky, big tech people in the sky monitoring my search results. They're, why is Teresa looking up butt implants? <laughs> this girl is just, we need to get her in some kind of program. She needs help. <laughs> you know, hey, COVID does strange things to strange people. So that's the quote of the century. <laughs> It's a good thing our search histories during COVID are not public record. Yes, exactly. There should be an exemption. You have to go pay for a crime during this time period. There should be just a COVID search exemption because, you know, you're sitting around bored. Who knows what you're looking up? Exactly right. Absolutely. <laughs> My God. Oh, okay. So with that, <laughs> the name of this should be something like Cardassian effect or I don't know, butt implants and you. I don't, let's see. Let's see how salacious we can get. With- That's tremendous. <laughs> All right. So anything else you want to add to this um, train wreck of an episode? No, you know what? We've, we've covered a lot of ground. Let's be perfectly honest here. We, we absolutely have. But, but the one thing that I, I will mention in, in, in all seriousness is that we started the episode with this and that I think that we have to be aware of what social media trends are out there. And if there is a message that's, that's out there, I think that we as dental professionals have to have some kind of an answer to no and here's why. And not dance around the issue, but actually say, that's bad for you. Here's why. Don't just say, oh, I don't think you should do this. Just say, you're really screwed if you do this. Yeah. Well, yeah what are they going to do? I mean, seriously. Yeah. The guy in Scotland that got offended to this is not going to, you're not losing them as a patient. Just chill. <laughs> oh, what's going on there? 
you know. <laughs> You're basically this is public interest at this point. It's not really even marketing. It's public interest, which I think you know we as as healthcare providers, it's do no harm. And that also means we need to shut down people like Miss Trax. And again, Trax is with two X's. Is that correct? No, it's one oh, X. just one X. Okay. All right. No, but some of her pictures deserve three X's. So I'll just say that. The links will be in the show notes. And just do me a favor and just go directly to those links. NSFW, is that what you're saying? NSFL for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So. Wow. I have nothing. <laughs> I know. That's a mic drop right there. So just say <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, we're going to wind this up here. I hope that we have given you something to, what is that? Dare I say chew on? That's our job. All right. Again, dear listeners, we always are so appreciative of the time that you spend with us. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.